Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. My guest today on Voices in My Head is Jonathan Kane. Jonathan is the longtime keyboardist and rhythm guitarist in the internationally acclaimed rock band Journey. He's also the co-writer of the number one digital catalog song in all history, Don't Stop Believing, as well as writer of Faithfully and co-writer of Who's Crying Now, Open Arms, and many more international hit songs. Jonathan will release his new solo album, What God Wants to Hear, on October 21st on Identity Records with Fuel Music Distribution. Jonathan, thank you for being a guest today on Voices in My Head. It's my pleasure, sir. I was wondering if, before we got too deep into your new album, I had just read a story on Billboard that I thought was awesome, and since we lost a great artist, Prince, not too long ago, I wondered if you would mind sharing the story about the time that Prince called you to ask your blessing before recording one of his songs. Well, you know, it was pretty pretty amazing. I was uh, in L.A. working, um on a project with Michael Bolton, actually. And, uh, it was, uh, a call from Columbia at that time. I think it was Columbia. And they said, well, uh, you have to come here and listen to a song that uh, Prince had sent. He wants you to listen to it. And then he wants to give you a call. So I went over to Santa Monica about four o'clock in the afternoon and they played me a song. And, uh, the A&R guy, Michael Dilbeck explained to me that Prince was concerned that he might have, you know, stolen faithfully, mm. you know, and a little too much of it. And if he should change the chords or what he could do, if I was going to, you know, be unhappy with what I heard. So I listened to the song and it was purple rain. Mm. And, um, I realized, you know, at the end, the whole, you know, thing that sounded similar to faithfully but it wasn't faithfully um and i you know so prince got on the line and i said listen man congratulations on a great song uh i'm honored and flattered that uh you would be so classy as to call me and and be that considerate i said but i i have no problem with uh what you've done in fact it's going to be a hit song so you know congrats and and i just let it go you know that's a that's an awesome story. That really is great. And <laughs> and I and I would say, you know, what a cool thing that you've you've influenced artists, um, not only extremely popular artists like Prince in the the pop and rock music world, but I think you've even had an influence on worship music in the church. Um, and and I'll say that because there's a song by Matt Marr called "Lord I Need You," and it starts right. out almost like that as well. You know, Lord I yes, come, sir. I confess, but I always. Every week, whenever we practice it at my church, when we're singing that song, yes, we always say we always pay tribute to you during our rehearsals. So, <laughs> oh well, you know, it, I've seen our music sneak into a lot of your stuff, uh, our stuff. You know, uh, many, many. You know, when I started doing my solo album, people would say I sounded like Michael W. Smith, 
Oh, <laughs> and I said, well, I said, well, maybe he sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that could be, you know, I was like doing that back in the eighties and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, and I, and I learned the heart of worship for uh, a worship, uh, service. And I thought, wait a minute, these chords are very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's... we might've, we might've permeated, you know, the atmosphere. Well, I, I think <laughs> and that's you did. A, and that's a blessed thing. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel blessed that, you know, that happens. So. Well, and I, I think that's, that's true. And what a cool thing that you've had that kind of influence and uh, on so many artists. So congratulations on that. I think that's just a beautiful thing. And when you make good music, I think people just naturally start kind of gravitating that way. So that's I'm awesome telling you, story. even One Direction, uh, you know, had a song, uh, that, you know, my, my daughters got all upset about, you know, and, uh, they was like it's it's faithfully dad it's faithfully i'm like i don't think it is but <laughs> but there it is and then they went online and and on press saying oh we love journey and oh and this is a this is a tribute to journey and you know so what are you gonna do that's fantastic <laughs> that's fantastic hey. Well, I would love to dive uh just briefly kind of into your journey um not not to be a pun i i was intentionally trying not to use journey puns as I was asking about your faith journey, but there I went and did it anyway. But, but I'd love to get into your roots a little bit before you were touring with journey. And um, I, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, your life as a young man and how you felt like at one point you may be called into the priesthood, but then there was a tragedy uh, in your life at your school that, that actually kind of shook your faith. And I, I'd love for maybe if you could just share some of that, uh, that part of your story with us. Well, yeah, I, my father was a very spiritual man and, and taught me how to pray. And, you know, uh, I, I had, uh, a breakthrough with, with my Lord Jesus Christ very early on before I even received my first communion, you know, in mm. the Orthodox Catholic church. And, um, you know, and, just very, very deeply, you know, received the Lord and, and just felt like even to the point I got in trouble <laughs> in Catholic school about, you know, Mary praying to Mary. I said, I don't need to pray to Mary. I've got, I got my Lord here. What are we talking about Mary? Oh, wow. uh, and I get in trouble, you know, and they say, and my mother would say, listen, you gotta, you gotta just calm down and just go along with the program, John. So I did, of course I did. Um, but when that fire hit, uh, it shook me up. It, it, mm. it shook me and, and moved me, you know, kind of wonder, like, you know, and, and, and you're an eight-year-old boy. You don't know about, you know, about the seeds that are planted, the church planted. You don't know any of the background of what really caused that fire, you know. Mm. And so you're just counting on Jesus to come like Superman, save the day, you know. And, yeah. And Jesus was there. I mean, I look at it now and, you know, he cried those tears with me and we, we were all very, very upset about what happened. It wasn't, you know, and, and, but, but it still in all, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth when, when you're supposed to be a soldier of Christ, you know, Sure. how could this happen in a holy place like this? this and, and wasn't, this is, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but wasn't it something like 92 children that were lost and three nuns? A hundred, yeah. A hundred, okay, yeah. wow. A hundred, yeah, 99 and three nuns, yeah. And, and so my father, wisely, being the man of God that he was, you know, covered me and um, spoke over me the next day and said, you were saved by the Lord for a reason, you know? Mm. Uh, and then he, he 
gave me the, the version of saying, and, and it's for music, you know, and, you know, you were saved for greatness. You're, you're, you're going to do greatness for in music, you know, and, mm. and that's why, you know, you were spared, John, this is, you, you were set apart, you mm. know, and I, and I, and so even if I was a little angry, you know, with God, I, I kind of received his, his blessings, you know, mm. and he became my, my, you know, well, of course he was always my father, but through, I, I guess I was covered through my father, you know, mm. to my spirit, to, to my Holy father. And so he became the covering, you know, all those years and, and loved me and, and nurtured, you know, and, and kept the Lord by my side, you know, mm. and kept the Lord covering me. And, and he had the authority being the first son, you know, mm. all first fruits belong to God, you know, and I was his first son and he wasn't about let to let me, you know, lose sight of what the Lord had for me. So he gave me that compass, you know, sure. he gave me the navigation. He navigated and he was my compass to what I was supposed to go, you mm. know, and I think that's what's missing a lot in today's society that the parents have to be compasses for their children. You know, my mm. dad was a compass. He said, no, listen, this is why I'm going to navigate you right here. That's what the Lord's telling me. And I'm like, okay, dad. So I just simply love my father and followed and obediently followed what he had for me. And that was music. Sure. And, uh, and he covered me and, you know, consoled me and, you know, was my vision keeper. Mm. And so it wasn't until I was about 17, I, I, I got restored in a Baptist church. There was a, I went to the Southern Baptist church with my girlfriend and the, the pastor found me and I had my hand up and he laid hands on me and, and just opened it, opened up all the doors hmm. and, wow. and, and I, it, it all came flooding back in, you know, all yeah. came flooding back in and I realized you know, how long I had, I was sort of numb to, to the Lord, you know, and, mm. and uh, that's a good 10 years, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was really, that was the first sign that, you know, I was going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then of course, when I had my children, I, I made it, a, uh, uh, you know, I just made sure that they were baptized and that they had the confirmation. It was a little losing church that, um, you know, I became part of it. So, so they had, I'm going to make sure as a father that they had their, their Lord too. And, um, but yeah, there was still that lingering question, you know, <laughs> Yeah. and, you know, and, and it wasn't really until, um, I had met Paula where, you know, she, um, wanted me to meet Archbishop Duncan Williams in Ghana. And, you know, I, I thought, well, you know, sure, let's, but I knew he was a prophet and I knew he was going to, you know, speak over me and, mm -hmm. and I didn't know what he was going to speak over me, but I thought, well, if, if I'm going to have a relationship with Paula, then I, I need to meet her, meet him, you know, sure. because she, so that's kind of what really what started it and, and the restoration and the complete repentance mm. um, to the Lord came through him, you know, wow. and he, he adopted me as his son and, and then I asked him to baptize me in Ghana, and uh, it was a supernatural evening of just glorious repentance and, you know, 
restoration. And, wow. And then following that, I just looked at Paula and I said, I, I, I want, I want to ask you for your hand in marriage, you know? And yeah. It was that, you know, for affirmation, um, that, you know, I, I, I could pull it off, you know? Sure. Cause you always want to know, you know, all of us are a little too critical about our past sometimes when it comes to the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. there's sure. only one judge and we, we really shouldn't be judging ourselves, you know, sure. and speaking, speaking against ourselves, let the Lord do that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> So, you know, I, you know, being a Catholic, we, you know, we're, 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 we're taught to be, we're sinners, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I thought, no, that's not the kind of God that they're talking about. Hmm. They're talking about an all forgiving God, you know, hmm. if you're willing to change your ways, that, you know, so I, I did, it was just a real, uh, lifestyle change and, you know. Wow. And uh, I knew I knew the only way that I would be able to marry Paula was through my Lord, yeah. you know. And through him first. And and since you've mentioned Paula, just in case our listeners don't know, you're married to Pastor Paula White of the New Destiny right. Christian Center in Orlando. And uh right. so is isn't it interesting how God kinda weaves our life where you were sort of in the beginning thinking you might end up being a minister and then you ended up marrying a minister, uh, you know, one day. So well, God Amen. I, I'm sorry you cut out for just a moment. What was that? I said I said God has a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good he one. He does. But I've enjoyed uh, on your website getting to see uh, not only you share some of your story, but your wife also sharing some of the story. And so uh, let's let's move into talking about your new album a little bit. What God wants. Yeah. You you share a story on your website, which is pretty great. And and maybe I could ask you to recap it a little bit for listeners who haven't heard it. But it actually involves your wife and a cruise ship and um, her asking you to do some music on it, which sort of led you down this path to to. Create Christian music where sure. you are now. Yeah, it sure did. I uh, she had a, a women's conference that you know was on a, a cruise ship that went to the Bahamas and back from from Orlando, and uh, it wasn't a budget to bring anybody in, you know, to, to lead praise and worship. And I was going with her, and she said, "You mind if you could could you do this?" And I said, "I have no idea if I can do it or not, but I'll let you know." <laughs> so uh, she said, "I said, how many songs do I need?" And she said, "Well, I need." probably seven or eight will do it. So, uh, I, I went upstairs in my little studio and, and got busy. I had about five or six days and I said, I'll let you know if I can pull it off. Of course I had to have my little iPad for the lyrics. I can remember all of it. Uh, but I managed to, to get it, you know, a repertoire together. And, uh, and I went on the cruise ship, um, and, uh, it was, it was very early. I had to sing at eight thirty in the morning, you know, and mm -hmm. it was like, had to be down there for sound check and everything it was crazy. Uh, but you know, these women were totally receptive to what I was doing. And, and, you know, I had seen, you know, the, the worship leaders at her church and various places. So I thought, well, I'm just going to be transparent and let, let her take me where I'm supposed to go with this stuff. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was very, you know, she was highly, uh, you know, just like encouraging and said that, that was amazing. And people were like, wow, that was anointed. I'm like, I, I just, I was just humbly going, thank you. You know? Uh, sure. And she said, well, there's something about when you sing to the Lord, it's just different than journey. Uh, mm. I see me up there with journey, but there's something that happens when, when you're up there doing that, you know? And I said, well, 
I feel the same way. I said, I feel it's just kind of way different, you know, and, and, and it's a deeper connection, you know? Sure. And, uh, so I continue to do, I think we did about three days of it and, uh, every day I got a little bit more confident and, uh, and then I had a tape of a lot of music and I brought it back and a couple of the, the, uh, ministers at Paula's church said, you should make an album and mm. your sound is, is unique. You don't sound like anybody in, in, in Christian music right now. Your sound is different. And I kind of bought into it. I said, all right, well, that's encouraging, you know, um, you know, and I was hungry to start writing again. I hadn't written anything, um, for a while it had been a sort of a drought for me you know i hadn't really i mean i wrote a song for our wedding i wrote a song uh for paul and i i's wedding and uh, it uh it's called god gave me you and that was the first breakthrough song i had had in a while hmm. and uh the lord gave me that song and i thought all right well let's see and you know i started out with a project with paula called prayer glory that will be released next year. And she has this little prayer book that um, goes through about 60-some topics. And uh, I asked her if there was an audio book, and she said no. And I said, well, let me let me score uh, the background music for it, and why don't you do praying on top of it? Well, you know, we, we ended up doing two and a half hours of, of uh, prayer. Wow. Uh, and, and I scored, you know, every prayer, you know, faithfully, uh, Lord got in my head and I just, you know, was kind of supernaturally propelled to go get this thing done. So I got it done. And, uh, then I said to her, well, we need a explanation about why do I pray? Cause people were asking me about prayer on the road a lot. And so she went and did 15 minutes of the, the origin of prayer. and Why do I pray? And the way Jesus taught his, his disciples to pray. And it was beautiful. Hmm. And, uh, I finished that. And uh, that's coming out next year, Prayer Glory. And, and the Lord started downloading songs, you know, mm. and that's kind of really what happened. Um, it was just my obedience to this project, Prayer Glory, that because I had looked up a bunch of prayer music, and I haven't, I hadn't found much that really moved me, you know. And I thought, sure. well, maybe um, I've been selected for such a time as this. So I. That's really what opened up the, the door, you know, to, to, to the praise part of it. And, of course, going on to the cruise and coming home, and then songs started coming uh, every week, you know, just That's great. one or two a week. It was just, uh, and before I, I knew it, I had 18 songs, you know. Yeah. And, and I was on the road with Journey, and we had a break uh, for about a week in June. So uh, instead of taking a break, I went to Nashville and I recorded the album in a week. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great. And I I've been listening to the what I believe is the first single on the album, Deeper Than Deep, uh, just about all yes. day today. I've I've gone through it about seven times, and uh, when I'm not listening to it, it's in my head and I'm humming it. So I I think Good. it's one that hopefully is going to really stick in the heads and hearts of people. And uh, it feels like you've really done something wonderful. And and I also believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's a video that's going to accompany that very soon that actually contains a lot of the photographs that you've taken. Yes, sir. And that, thank you so much for that compliment. Um, I'm blessed from that. Thank you. Um, you know, it's crazy because as an amateur photographer, I would tell Paula that, you know, I see the Lord in my lens a lot. You know, 
and I and he surprises me because I never know when I'm going to see him, and I I I, I just you know I'm kind of hungry for a great the great I used to call money shots you know that's a yeah. money shot yeah um, you know and and my travels take me all over the world from you know New Zealand to Canada uh, to Europe to you know to Norway uh, Scandinavia and all these crazy places and you know my camera has faithfully gone with me and mm. um, and I collected this and actually you know part of staying in touch with Paula was my photography I would you know she was I know she was putting scripture so I would you know send her a photo and and I said, what scripture do you want with this? And she would send me some pictures. And that's how we kind of began our relationship. I was just kind of helping her with her Facebook and, you know, posting these things. And, you know, and she would have these wonderful sayings. And and she said, she sent me a saying, like, I don't know. And then I sent her a picture and she said, perfect, you know. So that's really it's funny how you never know what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, when you're behind the lens and, and God showed himself to me an awful lot. Um, mm. and it was kind of the foreshadowing for the whole thing. So when, when deeper than deep video came up, I realized I had these amazing pictures and I thought, yeah, why not? You know, yeah. let's, let's try this. So, so the, the videographer did a great job, I think of depicting, um, you know, and, and they span a good, probably eight years of, you know, of touring and traveling around the world. Oh, that's fantastic! Well, we'll look forward to seeing that video when it comes out. That yeah. it's, it's yeah, we'll probably have it out next week. Yeah. That's great, just in time for the album release. So, yes, well, sir. I do want to be conscious of your time, but if if it's all right with you, at the end of the, my podcast today, I'll play deeper than deep to close out the show, so people can get sort of a taste of the album and and what's coming. Yes, sir. And uh, I think they're really going to enjoy what you're putting out. I haven't had a chance yet to listen to the entire album because. I've just been stuck on a few songs and going back over them, and they've been great, and I've enjoyed each one. Uh, I, I'm blessed for that. Thank you, sir. Uh, a sure thing, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, one one uh, journey song, actually, uh, before before I had to let you go today. Well, I wanted to okay. t- tell you one thing about it first. Um, your song "Don't Stop Believing" that's my running song. Whenever I get super fatigued on my runs in the morning, even this morning was a time I got to almost my last mile and I needed a little energy, and uh, and I play that song and somehow it usually gives me a little extra kick to go through in the morning. But that's but, awesome. But the question I had about that song and I I think it's relevant to when you were talking about your father. Is it true that that song "Don't Stop Believing" actually came from a phrase that your father had said to you yeah i was at in los angeles kind of at the end of my rope you know in hollywood trying to make it and had a lot of doors shut faced a lot of rejection mm. they, they built you know they built me up like i might have had a shot and then i didn't have a shot and a lot of doors closed at once on me and i called my father and said should i just give up this dream and come home back to chicago and he said no son uh, we've always had this vision for you. Don't stop believing. Mm. And so I just simply, you know, scribbled it down in a notebook and didn't think my doodled all over it and just left it there. And you know, I didn't know what it was. I just, I, I loved it. And when he said it, so I just left it there. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I went up to San Francisco and they asked me if I had another song at the end of the album, Escape. And I said, let me look at my book. And, I saw that title and I was like, Steve Perry was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote the, I brought a chorus in. I came up with a chorus that, 
that night and uh, I brought it back. It's funny, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like with John Lennon, you know, you, you write out of pressure, you know, mm-hmm. when you got pressure on you, you're going to, God's going to make something happen. You know, mm-hmm. you got to get something going on. So, um, I did. And then we, uh, we improved it with the band that day, and the next day I went back with Steve and we wrote all the lyrics, and the rest is kind of history. Well, that's that's fantastic, and I, I think it's great that you have that legacy of your father to tell that story. And, and I think even even though it's a secular song, I think there's a lot of spiritual meaning behind that as well, the idea, don't stop believing, and, and uh, even that's been part of yeah. your, your story, and I think that's a wonderful thing, so... Well, well, thank you, sir. I wanted to do that. You know, I've got to well, give everybody a permission to drink. Sure thing. Well, it has been wonderful, and I wish you all the thank best you. on the release of your new album. And you are certainly welcome anytime you have a project to come back on this show and promote it. We enjoy your music, and we applaud you. And I just want to thank say you, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. We love because, Lord, you chose to love us first. From your throne reign the heavens far above the earth Sent the Savior the world cannot condemn Gave us riches in your glory And hearts to comprehend We praise you Peace and power all trans
in my head podcast i hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com follow me on twitter at rickleyjames like my artist page on facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames and keep up to date on what i'm writing at my author page on amazon.com make sure to follow my calendar on the website and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert a speaking engagement or a book event you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for pair booking agency that's P-A-R-E booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.